Welcome to the Iceland with Kids podcast. We're sharing the best tips and tricks to help you plan an amazing vacation to Iceland. Your host is Eric Newman, the founder of Iceland with Kids. Eric offers custom vacation plans and personal tour guide services for families visiting Iceland. Check out all of the details at icelandwithkids.com. Here's Eric and the Iceland with Kids podcast. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Iceland with Kids podcast. Today I'm going to ask you three questions to help you plan your Iceland vacation. So three questions for episode three. It's a good thing I didn't wait till episode 50 or you'd be answering a whole lot of questions. Now before I get started, let me just say that these questions are designed to help you if you're pretty much brand new to planning your trip. You don't have an, an itinerary, you don't have sort of points of interest, you don't have places figured out yet. These are sort of very, very basic questions to help you start somewhere. If you're feeling lost and overwhelmed, start with these three questions to help you figure out how to plan your trip. One other thing I'll say before diving in is that you also may want to grab a copy of our book, uh, Iceland with Kids. Uh, the second edition was published in February of 2020, and it's updated with hundreds, if not thousands, of places to see in Iceland. There's a print book edition and an ebook edition. You can find it on Amazon. Just search for Iceland with Kids and maybe my name, Eric Newman. All right, let's get started. Question number one is, will you rent a car or not while you're in Iceland? Of course, whether you're driving yourself or leaving the driving to others is going to have a big impact in what your vacation looks like. Um, if you don't rent a car, uh, most people end up staying in Reykjavik and then touring Reykjavik for a little bit and doing some some bus day tours from there. Um, this is fine, by the way. I, don't, I, I do recommend you rent a car, but you don't have to. On our first trip uh, to Iceland in 2009, uh, my wife was pregnant and I had a broken hip. No, it didn't happen in Iceland. I broke my hip prior to getting to Iceland. And we decided we did not want to rent a car. We stayed in Reykjavik and we took a Golden Circle bus tour and we had a wonderful time. So it's fine. It gives you less freedom and, and flexibility, of course, but you can do it. Um, a couple of things to think about if you're not going to rent a car. First is that the airport you fly into is the Keplavik Airport, uh, which a lot of people think is Reykjavik, but it's not. Uh, the Reykjavik Airport is very small and it's not international. There might be a, a flight to Greenland, but otherwise it's only domestic flights. So you're flying into Keplavik and you're about 45 minutes from Reykjavik, which means you have to get there. Um, and there are two options uh, for getting to Reykjavik. Uh, one is the fly bus, one is Airport Express. Um, those, by the way, are going to cost you, I don't know, about $30 uh, US uh, each direction uh, per adult. And so that adds up too, by the way. So you're still going to save money not renting a car, but you may not save as much as you think. So do make sure you plan for how you're getting to Reykjavik. So if you're not renting a car, the good news is I think your planning is somewhat easier. You're going to plan how you get from the airport to Reykjavik. You're going to find a place to stay in Reykjavik, hopefully central to the har harbor um, or somewhere closer to the touristy area. You don't want to be a 25-minute walk from most of the touristy places you're interested in being. You're going to plan a couple of bus tours, uh, probably the South Coast and the Golden Circle. Uh, you're going to plan a couple of days in Reykjavik and your trip is planned. You can do some whale watching if it's summertime or at least not wintertime and you're, you're good to go. So that makes a lot of the other things we're talking, uh, talking about here easier. 
If you are going to rent a car, now of course you have much more freedom and we will get to our next two questions you can answer in a minute. Uh, one thing I do recommend, um, another plug, is that we have a driving in Iceland course. Um, we'll also have a separate episode where we sort of cover our top 10 tips for driving in Iceland. But the driving in Iceland course, the website is drivinginicelandcourse.com. We'll put a link in the show notes. Um, it's $5 US. In other countries you'll pay a similarly small fee uh, and you get video lessons uh, that I created that help you learn how to drive in Iceland. And I think if you take that course, you'll be a safer and more confident driver in Iceland. So if you are renting a car, we can move on now to our next two questions. Question number two, for those of you renting cars, is will you drive around all of Ring Road or not? So a lot of people default to thinking they're going to circumnavigate Ring Road when they visit Iceland and rent a car. They want to cover the whole country. They want to go in a circle. They want to see everything. Well, first of all, you're not going to see everything. Even if you go around all of Ring Road, you're missing a lot of Iceland. You're missing the West Fjords. You're missing the Snæfellsnes Peninsula. You're missing lots of really cool small villages up north. Ring Road goes a little bit further south in the northern part of Iceland. You're still missing a lot. Um, on the one hand, there is something nice about not backtracking, being able to go in a circle and sort of feel like you've accomplished something and not turning around. Um, on the other hand, you're adding a good bit of driving to your trip. Um, so Ring Road is about 1,300 kilometers. I have 1,322 written down here, which is 821 miles. And remember, the average speed in Iceland is probably... I mean, the maximum speed is 90 kilometers, so about 55 miles per hour. Um, so really, you're not going to average any more than 50 miles an hour, let's say 85 kilometers per hour. So driving this is going to take you, just driving Ring Road alone is about 16 hours of driving. That's not counting all of the stops you want to make where that waterfall you're going to see, like Dedefoss, for example, up north is going to be an extra 15 or 20 minutes off the road each direction. You know, those add more and more time. And so you're adding a lot of total driving time in your trip. So I don't necessarily recommend Ring Road, especially if you have little kids who may not want to be in the car on those days where you have to make time, you have to drive four hours today. Um, and also, I don't recommend it if you don't have at least a week and really, I'd say eight or nine days to really make it work. So uh, consider other options besides taking Ring Road, especially seeing some of the places that Ring Road doesn't cover that may be less touristy, like, like the West Fjords as an example. So if you do have more than a week and you don't have toddlers, don't have younger kids or kids who sort of are going to be okay being in the car for, for several hours at a time, I think it's okay to take Ring Road and you'll see a lot of amazing things. But I also think there's something nice about covering the South Coast in more detail, maybe having more time to visit the Westman Islands, for example, which is a 35-minute boat ride off of the South Coast of Iceland. There's a lot more options that open up to you if you're not hustling to make sure you make it to your, your hotel and have to drive three more hours to, to get there. So if you're renting a car, question two is, do you want to take Ring Road or not? Taking Ring Road... I wouldn't say your vacation's planned, but now at least you kind of have a map. And by the way, if you go to our website, icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, you can download our map that'll show you Ring Road. You can kind of see where you are, pick towns to stop in. It gives you a blueprint for your trip. If you're not, our next question is going to help you answer what areas of Iceland should you see? So question two, should you do all of Ring Road or not? I don't necessarily recommend it unless you have older kids and lots of time. 
Our third and final question today is, will you visit the South Coast or not visit the South Coast? Now, I've kind of condensed several different questions into one question here to keep this down to, to just three questions. I'm assuming you're going to visit the, the Golden Circle. Um, you can do that from a day trip from Reykjavik. Um, there's a lot to see in the Golden Circle area, and we covered that in episode one, or some of it in episode one. Uh, so you should listen to that. Um, you can spend a night or even two in the Golden Circle area and really explore and play some foot golf and visit different restaurants and see the many, many other attractions besides the main ones in the Golden Circle area. After the Golden Circle, I feel like you kind of have two options. This is if you're not doing Ring Road, by the way. And one is to head south to the south coast. The other is to head west. Um, and the west options are the, the Snaifeldelsnes Peninsula, uh, there's the West Fjords if you have more time and you want to kind of head northwest. Uh, there's even the Reykjans Peninsula, uh, which is where the airport is, and there's lots of nice attractions there as well. Now, the South Coast is kind of a default option for many people. There are a lot of very, very famous sites not too far apart from each other in the South Coast. There are waterfalls. There's the Westman Islands, as I've mentioned. Uh, there is Reynesfarja, the black sand beach, that, by the way, is very dangerous. Don't get to, uh, don't get very close to the water at all. Um, there's the, the town of Vik, um, which has some nice restaurants. There's also a lava show there where they actually make lava uh, that people think is amazing. I haven't seen anybody say anything bad about it. So there's a lot of sort of options that are pretty tightly packed. You're still doing some driving, but um, you're getting a much more densely attraction populated area versus doing all of Ring Road. Um, and so you have to decide, okay, do I want to head to the Golden Circle and the, the South Coast or the Golden Circle and then back to something else? Um, the downside of the South Coast is it can be more crowded. Uh, you will find more tourists there, especially in the summertime, although who knows what tourism is going to, to look like. We're kind of kind of thinking about trips here for the summer of 2021. Don't know what tourism is going to look like. Certainly these places weren't very crowded in the summer of 2020 with COVID-19. Um, but South Coast is a good place to visit. I really like it. I like the Westman Islands, which you can catch a, a boat there from the South Coast. I like the waterfalls down there. Um, I like Vik. Um, so there are lots of good options there. And I, I do kind of recommend that for a first trip, uh, hitting the Golden Circle and, and the South Coast. But you don't have to. The Snaifeldelsnes Peninsula um, once you get up there, there's a couple hours of driving to get there where there's not a lot going on. Uh, but once you get there, now the attractions are very densely populated. There's a black pebble beach. There's a lava cave. There are many, many other really cool hikes and activities there on the Snaifeldelsnes Peninsula. And it's much smaller than, than the South Coast. So that's a good sort of second option as well. So I guess really this question is, do you do the Golden Circle plus the South Coast or the Golden Circle plus the Snaifeldelsnes Peninsula? Those are sort of your... I think primary options, especially for a first trip, if you are renting a car and aren't traveling all around Ring Road. So you've kind of answered yes and no to our first two questions, you end up at question number three. Those are our three questions to help you plan your Iceland vacation. If you head to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, our freebie this week is going to be a printable page showing some of the prettiest places on the south coast versus some of the prettiest places on the Snaifeldelsnes Peninsula. So you can kind of play those off of each other and maybe one or more of those areas will catch your eye and that'll help you settle your debate. Where do we head after the Golden Circle? This is to help you answer question three. Should we head to the south coast or not to the south coast somewhere else? You'll also want to grab the freebie that's there from episode one, which is our, our map of uh, Iceland, our printable map, and that'll show you Ring Road. So you can kind of see what I mean about where Ring Road goes and where Ring Road doesn't go, that you can't see everything even if you go through all of Ring Road. So if you go to icelandwithkids.com slash podcast, you can grab all of our freebies 
So grab episode one and episode three to help you decide how to answer these three questions about how to plan your Iceland trip. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Iceland with Kids podcast. For more information, check out our website at icelandwithkids.com. Or if you want help planning your Iceland vacation, or even having me serve as your personal guide in Iceland, just send me an email, eric at icelandwithkids.com. Thanks for listening.